0: good evening good evening i hope you're listening to this at night you're supposed to if you haven't been listening to this at night every time we're kind of upset yeah that's not how the canon is supposed to work okay this is style and direction a nighttime podcast to help you fall asleep that's the name of the podcast
1: i i think i've said it maybe on stream but i know like at least two of my friends say i don't care about the subject matter but i do listen to you guys when i fall
0: asleep and i'm like
1: yeah i appreciate if you if you
0: didn't Listening to like random like hobby podcasts is a good way to uh fall asleep. So you know maybe we could like cultivate like if the menswear thing doesn't work out, we can still talk about menswear, but we just market ourselves as a sleep podcast.
1: Well, is this is this one of those things where we have to do it our our ASMR? Uh, we should podcast. We
0: should do an all AS. I think the bonus like a bonus episode that was all ASMR. The people would want that um (laughs) people want us to tickle their heads or whatever
1: tickle tickle your heads
0: yeah that's what asmr does it's head ticklers we can
1: like we can like push like like little like these are flannel trousers and just put them across the the microphone
0: (laughs) yeah what is a like asmr uh menswear asmr would be like taking a brush and like, I mean, you could do like shoe polishing, like like polishing, or yeah, yeah. You could um, do
1: the the crunch of a silk knit tie or something, you know. Yeah, that, that, that's something. Uh-huh. Untying a tie. I don't know. I don't know there if that you makes. Go. I guess that makes sound. I don't know if like fastening a button makes a sound. I don't know if that's a thing. This
0: is. Do you you know the the John Mulaney and the sack lunch bunch, like the song with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, where he's he's singing about how everything makes music, but then he does a bunch of things that doesn't actually make sounds. <laughs> No, I don't remember that. That's like a, it's a big finale. That's what oh. we'd be doing. I gotta, be I, gotta, Jake I gotta
1: rewatch that. I've been like on a. Uh, I think you should leave. Kick again, just because it's throughout that yeah. time. you know.
0: I think uh, I saw that they're starting to film, or they're they're like in the middle of filming season two. I think as someone uh, who's in the cast, like posted a, posted a photo from the set. So, uh, I I T Y S L season two. It's coming. Yeah, and you guys should know that we we love our comedy. Um you love comedy. We love to laugh. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha
1: <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like more like you're you're like you're proving something or you're like <laughs> Well I'm
0: proving I've I've been exposed as a comedy lover.
1: <laughs> Expose yourself. Yeah, I exposed myself. I as a started, comedy lover. I actually started watching uh Portlandia for the first time in full. Because mm. I think I watched it in college, but like in the background. But I never like yeah. sat down and watched it. And I did watch the episode where it's like the alt-
0: the alt band like festival and oh um, the the fest like the gentle bands battle of the gentle bands or something like that
1: something like that and there's like a girl who keeps trying to go to uh like i'm on the list and they go you're not on the list and she goes to each venue and then she ends up going to he goes oh yeah there's a place called alaska you'll check it out and then she goes to alaska (laughs) (laughs) it's really it's really funny first time i'm watching it it's definitely like a very 2011 type of humor you know it's very early very yeah
0: i haven't i haven't watched it again but i mean that was i, I love that show in high school uh, and i still watch like some clips on youtube i like all the the stuff with kumail is pretty good oh. he always does like he always he's like shows up regularly and he always does this like weird he's this weird like bureaucratic like uh waiter or like retail guy yeah who's yeah, like yeah, oh before you purchase this you have to do all this and it's always yeah, a do, fun you want, do you want
1: do you want the data plus plan or do you want the data unlimited plan Let's
0: see the, yeah. the Plus
1: plan has texting <laughs> on weekends. <laughs> I, yeah, it was it's I, I you know it was funny because my mom and we'll get to the topic in a second, thank you guys.
0: Um, but <clears throat> Yeah, um, thank you for keeping us on track, <laughs> all the people that are yelling at us yeah. from outside our studio. <laughs> studio. Have we have we talked about have we joked about this, how we want to get like, you know how on like the Today Show or whatever, you yeah. see all the people behind a glass we need that. With signs. Yeah, yeah, we want that.
1: Yeah, it's like sad, just like in in big old you know in big old letters yeah. on like a little cardboard thing. Uh, but my mom said uh, she did realize that. Uh, for, I think you should leave. Hey, this guy just like takes a situation and makes it like he's usually stubborn and just expands on it. Like yep. yes, you get it. <laughs> That's, That's it. it. <laughs> That's it. And so and then yeah, I think she's starting to get like my type of humor because she likes the rest of development. But I mean. Uh huh you know it's uh, there's there's more arrested to it development more. i
0: mean it's still, like it's it's more straightforward That's i right. guess than um i think you should leave and it relies less on like cringe humor which yeah you know, i think you should leave is is a lot of that
1: yeah but it's not like eric andre cringe it's like kind of mm-hmm. like it's a lot more of like regular situation but like just a little bit expanded. It's yeah, yeah exactly uh, this is okay if we ever do like a live show and you think In I interact with you just know that we're always doing a bit so don't feel <laughs> weird <laughs> that we're like laughing to ourselves about something yeah we're always doing bits I, a- I feel D-D. like I think I've met a couple people and I do like a joke and they're like what <laughs> and I'm like no never mind
0: yeah it's like it's even t- it's even tougher when you start like texting someone and like you know you're like texting like a new friend mm-hmm. or acquaintance mm-hmm. or whatever because that it's even harder to convey dry humor over text like yeah. I was, I like I was in a, I was like someone shared like something with me that was about like a bunch of worms, uh, prehistoric worms being woken up from a from an ice coma, after like you know thirty five hundred years or something crazy like that, and I that's just said not, it's like that's imagine... not
1: prehistoric. First of all, thirty five hundred years. Okay, whatever. It's like not... longer than that.
0: Um, but someone like you know they were they brought back these worms to life that had been frozen, and I and I said it's like imagine being a phd and your job is to wake up worms and they thought i was being serious and like didn't get why it was cool
1: <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> How, okay yeah maybe maybe it's not uh maybe it's not that's maybe it's the others okay maybe they just are yeah. not funny okay well speaking maybe. of not funny let's talk about <clears throat> the, the funniest shirt of all time well or the funnest <laughs> shirt more like it
0: that's right it's it is the funniest that the shirt yeah. preferred by clowns we're gonna be
1: talking about the oxford cloth button-down and by extension
0: just button-down collar shirts in general and yeah if, some uh, people some people get pedantic about this and i love to be pedantic sometimes but um, wait on this feet? one shut up yeah Podi- podiatrist um podiatric but yeah so it's we're gonna be talking about just shirts with button-down collars so if we use the term denim ocbd or chambray or cotton whatever we know it's not technically an ocbd we know what ocbd stands for and it's just easier to say that
1: (laughs) i think the reason why also is that for the sake of cross-referencing and archiving my outfits i just put denim ocbd in my in my tags so because i'm not gonna put i'm not gonna type out but i mean you know if you guys are in in uh, about you know archiving your files, once you start writing like oh navy jacket button down collar, it starts to get too long. You gotta you gotta Ocbd is fine, you know, and more mm-hmm. often than not, sometimes it is an actual ocbd. But sometimes you got a denim one. It doesn't fucking matter, you know.
0: Yeah, it's a, um, it's like cut the same. <laughs> Yeah,
1: exactly. It's yeah. It's just the cloth that's different. I guess you can maybe maybe oh, it should be different. I don't know. I don't know. Fuck that, dude. We're not going to say
0: DCBD or CCBD, whatever, or CCP. (laughs) Wait,
1: is that or CCP? Yeah, not 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 just two of them. Uh, (laughs) uh, But anyway, this is Style and Direction A your Podcast without the stuffiness. I am your host Ethan M Wong, and I'm your host Spencer Adi. That's right. So let's let's get into it here. Uh, So the Obviously, the shirt's been around for a fucking long, long time. Okay. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys use it today. Um, it's it's kind of got this weird thing of like it's it's like the old man collar for some reason. Like it's it's simultaneously. Well, I think.
0: I think today it's interesting because it's like. It's still like a very menswear thing, but it's also so like mainstream. Like in the different, the difference is obviously just going to be like the collar shape and everything.
1: Yeah, the so- and the side like, and the length, yeah.
0: Yeah, like you know, like for a lot of people, OCBDS are probably like a very like Oh J Crew, you know, Banana Republic, Vineyard Vines. Untuck it, yeah, kind of a exactly thing. kind of thing where it's like, oh, this is what I wear to the office with my like slim fit chinos and my like tan shoes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then of course to like the menswear guys, it has a very different. I mean, it's still kind of similar. It's still like the everyman menswear shirt, but it has this. It has a slightly different connotation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So quick quick thing on it right it's like um for a while men had starched detachable collar shirts mm-hmm. and then uh you started getting soft collar shirts like the late 1800s you know i mean it, it they, they had them but it probably didn't catch yeah, on to like, like the 1910s or something like that you know
0: yeah br- i guess brief history attached collar shirts were the norm then in the like early or mid-19th century someone invented detachable collar shirts and then they were the norm for like the next hundred years and then it switched um, back again yeah um,
1: and so, uh, yeah, when you look at some of these images from the, that I've included in the show notes, or technically it's an essay, cause that's just how it is. Um, but you do see it, it's like, it was like a sports shirt back in the day, right? Like, yeah, you had like your wing collar shirts, your spread collar shirts, you
0: know, mm-hmm. stiff or not. I mean, it literally, and, and it literally was a sports shirt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You wore it to play like cricket, I think is, uh, the commonly begin, um, that's what like people Say, like the really niche histor- men's wear stories say it's actually not polo or tennis, it's cricket. And you see mm-hmm. images and illustrations of cricket players with like really wild, like they're really fat, kind of, you know, they're, you know, there's not a lot of role to it because they didn't, um, some of them didn't wear ties uh, when playing. Um, but yeah you see that a lot. Mark Twain has one which is crazy. Like mm-hmm. it looks like he has it unbuttoned and it looks like nor looks like a fucking regular shirt. And then in, in my head Mark Twain is like some old guy wearing like a white suit with like a string tie or something. Like Colonel Sanders yeah. I guess. or maybe I'm getting them both confused. <laughs> Colonel Sanders and
0: I don't Mark think Twain. I don't think that does Mark Twain wear a string tie. What I always think is funny is like I don't think he started wearing like the white suits until like the last like 10 years before he died. Yeah. So he had like, he had his whole life to dress, but then we only remember from him from when he was an old, old man.
1: Yeah. I wonder what other, what do you think we were going to be like that? What if, what if when we die, you know, we're going to be remembered for like the last thing we wore. Bespoke yeah, shoes. The last, bespoke literally shoes. the last thing we wore. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, there goes
0: Spencer. He always wore bespoke shoes. I mean, it's kind of a flex when you die then, right? Like, that's Yeah, kind exactly.
1: Of <laughs> um, You know,
0: it does suck if you get bespoke shoes, because I think most of the time they bury people barefoot, um, so you're not going to be able to wear them. I'm going to put it in my will.
1: Okay, there you go. I don't know if that's how wills work. Does it tell you exactly (laughs) how you are dressed when you die? I think you probably could dictate that. I mean, also, it's like, what if what if your family says, never mind, and then they, they take them, right? Like, you won't know.
0: You won't know. Yeah, it's like, no, fuck this guy. I wanted these shoes. <laughs> um,
1: so, yeah, like, the old shirts, they were they were caught. They were Oxford. Um, and sometimes they were even, like, cotton flannel or cotton wool flannel, stuff like that. Because, they, yeah, they were sport shirts. And mm-hmm. uh, the story goes, right, that, like, that John Brooks was, like, in England seeing polo players or cricket players or whoever had it at that time. Had these, you know, button down collars. He's like, I'm going to fucking steal that because I'm an American man. And then he like (laughs) popularized it like the early, like the 1900s or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then at some point, like, you know, yeah, you see the tennis players wearing them like, you know, uh, there's but like, there's, I think there's even button down collar polos, I think, at some point, like, or like, or half placket shirts back in the early days. Um,
0: i and mean then, I, most ocbds were like half placket up until like the 40s like 40s or 50s i think yeah
1: they didn't sometimes they didn't even have a a a, a breast pocket most, too, right? yeah most
0: it, like the standard like oxford brooks shirt for the first like i don't know 30 years of its history was like half placket no pocket yeah um, exactly
1: yeah and some of them like I, i've seen some of the pictures i think i've included it like the roll is so inconsistent too. Like sometimes it looks mm-hmm. so like flat down, like you know, triangular, like 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 a like a point collar, and sometimes yeah. you see it, you know, with like a little bit of a roll there. So it's it's one of those things where, and um, I, th-
0: I think it was it was like that for like all of its history because I remember in uh, Torah, there's a section I think it's Ametora, and they're yeah. they're talking about like the 40s or 50s. Um, and, but they're talking about like the, the differences in collar styles in America. And they talk about, it's like, oh yeah, there were some collars that had to be like packaged a special way because the collars rolled so much and were so tall, even with lying flat. And then there were some that were like very short, like, you know, the J. Crew collars we have today. So yeah, yeah I there, mean, there was always a big variety.
1: Yeah. In the 1930, there's a couple of Esquire images that I cl- included. That's like the collar looks so small. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's it's really funny. I mean. You know, maybe we're a little bit of hypocrites because we both like, you know, long collars and everything, but saying like accuracy isn't always the case because there's so much variation. Like, like as I've seen, like, after we talked about the spear point collar one, there is still also variations in how much curve, how much spread, how tall the collar is. So it's really, it's really quite wild. Um, but anyway, speaking of the thirties, so at that point it became kind of like an alternative to the spear point. Like you see a lot of images, a lot of illustrations, Lawrence Fellows, all those guys um in the apparel arts wearing uh button down collars. And mm-hmm. and you would think, oh well it's a casual shirt. Like, no, these guys wore it with suits. They wore it with like double breasted jackets. Yeah. It's And I think
0: I think like the only difference was like in these illustrations, these people typically you were usually weren't like at work. Like they weren't drawn at work, so it seems like yeah. it might have been a thing to do, like out of the office.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I guess at that point you could call it casual, but of course today where casual means not a suit, you know, you could probably make mm-hmm. that that connotation there. But yeah, like these guys wore, like I I distinctly remember seeing it with like white trousers, like suede bucks DB jacket. I've seen it with like you know tweed stuff and and like pinstripes, pinstripe suits even. Mm-hmm. And um and we'll probably get into this in the future article about the about the apparel arts golden era. But, like, the hashtag menswear back then was, like, called the Esquire Man. And they, the way you, when you read these illustrations, like, the copy for it, it's like, yeah, the Esquire Man prefers this thing. And it's like that. Mm-hmm. And so you saw all of, like, yeah, like, the, the real Esquire men would wear, like, a button-down collar with, like, a DB suit. That's why you saw, like like, Fred Astaire, who... He was often touted as being very uh, like a classic dresser. He was very on trend for like almost oh, yeah. every era of you know, like the yeah, 30s, he was, 40s, he, 50s. he was like,
0: yeah, he was like, uh, very trendy. Like he he did like, but he did, he wore like OCBDs with collar pins. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is unrelated, but he 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 did like a necktie as a belt, which is still a pretty baller move.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did. It was a lot of that stuff. There's, and and you can also see like in those different pictures, like the different roles that he has. It's like something that's like mm-hmm. super spread and everything. Um, you know, yeah, Cary Grant wore some. Um, it was, you know, it was one of those things where, when you look back through history, it's actually a lot more nuanced in how you wore it than like today, or or how like hardcore Ivy yeah. guys would. Because yeah, now I'm sure like most people.
0: I mean, it's like, I'm not going to fault anyone for not knowing the complete history of the OCBD. But I think if you ask most menswear guys, they would say, oh, yeah, it started off. It started by Brooks Brothers and was popular with college students. And that would be like, yeah, about it. Well, that's, um, but yeah, it's a very deep history. Yeah. There's but the thing is, it.
1: right, the, the, there is truth that it's a collegiate thing because it is represented a lot. Oh, in yeah. The college. You still, I mean, yeah, don't
0: get me don't get me wrong. There's still so many illustrations that's like, here's the young man at college and he's wearing Joe like, College. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I
1: think I, did, I saw one where it was like, here's Joseph College, and I'm like, that's kind of a fun way to say that. <laughs> but yeah, they do say yeah. like, and, and and they're wearing like, yeah, tweed jackets, um, you know, blazers, a tattersall, like knitwear and everything like that. And I was talking to to a, a vintage menswear, you know, a an amateur historian guy that you probably know, Mark, and he did say that. Uh, only like really hardcore like uh, university guys who were, like were esquire men wore it, and then when they got older, it kind of became okay. Then they became like the professors, they became the mm-hmm. writers, the artists, okay, and it became a part of their sense. look. And then of course, yeah, people are, okay, I want to look like that guy now. So then it kind of goes in that realm where like yeah, by by the, by like the fifties or actually maybe like late forties, like college students started to wear more OCBDs, and then of course uh, 50, 60s, boom like that was like that was like mm-hmm. the look for it like the heyday ivy style you know and again if you look at those stuff even like uh you know it, there's still so much variation with it You know, you look at Berkeley Breeze Instagram, like there's a lot of variation in the button down collars there. You see it in a bunch of different fabrics. We'll get into that more. But like, you know, it wasn't just Oxford. Like there was there was I've seen I've like touched like broadcloth and poplin
0: like vintage. Oh, yeah. And there's like chambray OCBDs or denim like more commonly chambray OCBDs were pretty popular in the 30s. Uh, yeah. At least from like mm-hmm. photographs and illustrations that we've seen.
1: Yeah, dark and dark cloth, or like, or dark Oxford mm-hmm. ones were pretty popular as like a 30s style movie. You know, so we've talked about like the light suit and like dark shirt, light tie kind of a thing that we've yeah. re- re- referenced. You know, there's like, fly- I mean, some work shirts had that too. Like, I have like a 50s, like, wool, like a worsted wool. um red work shirt with like you know the twin the twin breast collar and it's a button down collar and it rolls you know i i don't know if i could put a tie because it's still kind of it's kind of a weird shirt to wear with a tie it's like a vibrant i don't like wearing yeah and
0: i don't like wearing wool shirts buttoned up all the way that's too scratchy
1: yeah i know can't do that itchy yeah (laughs) it's
0: scratchy
1: scratchy yeah um but yeah you definitely had this um you had like the like those like really fun like uh like psychedelic like like the batik shirts Mm -hmm. and the and the the pace shirts because at like the 50s and 60s it became like it really became the everman shirt like if the spear point collar turned into the point collar the ocbd kind of stayed neutral you know it it kind of became like Mm -hmm. okay well i'm not wearing a business shirt i'm not wearing the point collar shirt i'm gonna be wearing this ocbd that looks good unbuttoned and with a tie
0: you know because and it makes you know it's it's like, it's a good, it's a good casual shirt for that era because, uh, you know, we like all our shirts online, but a lot of shirts in the forties and fifties were like, you know, had like inner lining or were starch and stuff like that. So OCBDs back then were till, still typically like a hundred percent unlined everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Super soft. They get very soft and comfortable when you, when they break in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, cause it's also like, it's not a, a sport collar. It's not the loop collar shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, and and, and again, loop collar shirts like the Hawaiian or the camp collar shirts you guys know, and they, and they lay flat. And so if you need something that, that stands up, which is typically what we would consider to be dressier, you would wear an OCBD or a yeah. no collar shirt. And at some point, you know, obviously as time really went on, maybe it's because, and I wrote about this, maybe it's because of how standard it became like by like the 70s and 80s it's like the old man or like the conservative shirt because that's when like Mm -hmm. trad became like a symbol of like old money kind of a thing because if trad was like the cool thing to wear in the 60s it became a little old in the 70s and 80s as like you start getting more designer because it was like
0: and it was like a deliberate throwback
1: yeah yeah exactly you know um and it's I think that's what kind of, you know, even though a lot of guys, men's guys like the mid-century look, I think the seventies and eighties is what people kind of remember more. Like those, those old like eighties, catalogs you know like the kind
0: of yeah. like vibrant or like seven seventies uh, ivy ivy i feel like has had a huge inspiration um especially just like wider lapels like slightly longer collars wider ties stuff like that
1: yeah 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 kind of a bolder foulard pattern a bolder mm-hmm. stripe with like you know you get like you like the awning stripe stuff that's also when i don't know if you i don't know when the fun shirt became a thing it's got to be like late 60s or 70s right i think that that's not yeah it's not i too mean early
0: like yeah fun fun shirts and things like um like go to help pants or critter pants those always like strike me as very like 70s like those are like the very least early 60s yeah Yeah. it's exactly
1: yeah i was like you know i think and that's what people typically kind of at least today kind of remember and and you do get like the beefier ocbd collar that you like nowadays Mm -hmm. that's that's more of like a 70s 80s thing and and of course you know wooden sleepers all these guys who collect and sell vintage Brooks are typically from the 70s 80s and maybe early 90s that's like the sweet spot for for Brooks, yeah. also that's probably when they were still made in the United States. Um, I think and the factory, like it, yeah, the closed in like 2000 something. But I mean, yeah, that's heyday. I
0: am. I imagine that if there were more 60s Brooks OCBDs out there, we would see more of like people selling them. I think it's just like 70s is you know there's still a lot of 70s dead stock Brooks shirts, but. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean that's when their business like, said, super took off it right? was like the first time yeah. they started expanding right I mean also mm-hmm. check out our stream on, on Brooks where all just gives us a very detailed history of, uh, of Brooks Brothers it's really really fascinating stuff yeah. Um, but yeah and then it, it kind of yeah it became like the kind of old man stuff um, and in the, in, the, in the 2000s right like you look at all like the, the cool dressers of the time like Armani like they're not wearing button down collar shirts they're wearing mm-hmm. point collars you, you know you look at Friends or Frasier they're wearing like they're wearing point collar shirts that's not like you know i think i think the only person i can think of is like jerry seinfeld like the denim one or whatever tucked in the jeans or something but like that's like a casual look right jerry seinfeld yeah. you know with the, with the the nike sneakers um but but yeah and then uh someone decided to slim it up make it un- make it make a short length and it became it came back you know shorter collar and everything
0: no no yeah, roll at all prep prep revival uh, mid late 2000s really really brought it back
1: yeah that's right and then you also get with the hashtag menswear and just like just guys wearing it to like the mall and becoming like yeah the J Crew secret wash shirt like those styles mm-hmm. that became kind of a thing uh, but it's always been around for like menswear guys I think uh, I write that it kind of since the spearport collar is like gone and this is before the revival of the camp collar shirt in like 2015 the OCBD was always like the uh, the classic shirt you know it was like the one um that you would wear to kind of as, as like a throwback like mm-hmm. yeah you don't want like the 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 um, the fused spread collar shirt you know you want something soft you want something a little bit of a throwback you want to do ivy style as a look because hashtag menswear even though it's like a classic thing you still want to do some looks you still want to look italian yeah. you still want to do whatever you do you do or where, where you wear the ocbd you know and then uh now it's like fully back because people are really getting into like rugged ivy now you see that a mm-hmm. lot you know you got all these guys on instagram you know like like our friends that uh, like a cute style and newton street vintage these guys kind of and again wooden sleepers kind of bringing back the kind of you yeah. know the, the the old ocbd and you wear that with everything right you wear that with like fucking shorts and 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 jeans and chinos and and everything to it um so yeah it's 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 cool and and and, and we like it because it's we
0: like the shirt
1: yeah um so when did you, yeah, when did you first get into it? Because I know that you always kind of liked Ivy before I did.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, my first, like, OC, like, I first got, um, started buying OCBDs, like, really early. Mm. But they weren't, like, good ones. They were, like, from Target. But as <laughs> you said, um, this was, like, kind of, you know, I was into, like, 60s style, 50s, 60s style and in, yeah. like, when I, in high school. And so that was, you know, as we said, one of the few like '50s '60s styles that you could buy, at um, at like Target or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so I started wearing those, like, yeah, in like high school. I had like a white OCBD that I would wear all the time. Yeah. You did. Um, as as I've as I've said before, uh, my first order from Luxire shirts was a white French cuff, uh, spear point Oxford shirt. So I yeah, would wear yeah. that Oxford shirt a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I started getting more into like real Ivy style, I don't know, like m- uh, senior year, maybe freshman year of high school or of college. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and I think, I think my first, like, OCBD purchases, well, I probably just, I I got, like, another one on, I got another, like, a better white one on eBay, or kind of, like, off-white, like, cream. Um, Off-white, George. But that, off-white, yeah, it was an off-white printed, uh, (laughs) off-white ex-Brooks Brothers collab. Um, But then I, I think my first, like, real good OCBDs were we found, like, randomly in a vintage store. Like just in a basket in a vintage store in Orange, yeah, we, uh, um, and they were store. like, no, yeah, and but anyway, they were. Uh, he had like this guy had a basket of like seventies and eighties Brooks shirts. None of them were dead stock, but you know they were still from the seventies and eighties. So I got like a I got a seventies Brooks Maker's blue Oxford, and then a seventies Brooks Gate, which is like a poly blend, their cheaper line, but I don't mind. Um red university stripe which i still wear both of those uh pretty often and since then i mean i don't have like a huge well yeah since then i've gotten like kamakura i have three shirts from kamakura which i love i have two drakes oxfords uh and then like like uh, one or two other vintage brooks since then my favorite is the 70s 60s or 70s yellow brooks shirt or shirt that i got from doug that one's really versatile yeah
1: We'll talk about that, yeah.
0: Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, Spencer was kind of the person, I mean, like we said earlier in the podcast, the episode, like, you know, um, we were walking in, in like, a J.Crew and he goes, oh, yeah, look at that, look at that, like, I don't know if it was through Roll 2, but the but the blue corduroy suit, like, you know, Spencer's mm-hmm. always been, like, kind of, kind of introduced me to Ivy early on. Um, but, of course, like, most guys who had a Tumblr and was like, oh, man, not even hashtag Menzo, I'm just talking, like, You know what i'm talking about like the fun ocbd that that sounds like weird it's it's like like i can think of it's like a dark blue cotton poplin button-down collar shirt untuck it with like a like like small flags like all over oh god yeah yeah and you wear that with like yeah your jeans like cuffed with like a boot or something you know yeah Uh, one of my favorite shirts that that the ladies really loved was an was really oxford cloth shirt um I had no idea at the time. I just knew it was like a heavier fabric and it was like a tan shirt with like um with like wood like quote wooden buttons, you know whatever. And then it had a it had fish on it. <laughs> and it was really cool. Got it from like Urban Outfitters or something. Yeah. Yeah, like that that kind of a look. Um,
0: I can't deal with those summer shirts. We sold so many of them at J. Crew like every I, summer would be a short did. sleeve short sleeve button down collar shirt with a bunch of like fish on it or whatever. I'm like who this is just worn by like fucking like twenty year olds and then sixty year olds and that's it.
1: Yeah, it's uh, one of those guys who likes craft beer and uh... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're haters. Um, but I think uh, obviously, I think I got clued into this Ivy League look as we said in like some other earlier episodes or even on on the on the on the stream. Where I was like, okay, I want to be vintage. I want to be more contemporary. How do I do that? There's Ivy, right? We saw Dick Carroll doing it. You know, we saw a couple of guys. Um, you know, of course, I got getting some more inspiration not from Lawrence Fellows illustrations, but more um, like film photography of people. That's usually a very '60s kind of a thing, documentarian style. Um, but I think I think the first one I have that I didn't write about, so the podcast is is a is a place to hear it, is like the um, the Uniqlo ones. And those were uh, pretty good if you got like not like the untucked ones, but like the dress version. They typically had a longer collar and they rolled, but they were non-iron. So then that's one of the one of the first times I figured out, okay, uh, fused or non-iron stuff sucks. And I didn't realize it at the time or before that because when I had my spear points, even though I knew I liked the softer collar, view still was fine because it evoked like those Sanfordized uh, spirit point collar shirts that you would see. But I never thought about how the OCBD, like how the role was so important to it. And it typically is better if you get it soft, you know? Yeah. Um, And so then after I don't, that, I don't
0: really, yeah. I don't, re- I just don't get the, the appeal of a, of an OCBD or any kind of button down collar shirt with like inner lining or a stiff collar. Yeah. Um, it's weird. Yeah. It's- don't get it
1: yeah um so yeah that was pretty early for me like immediately after that after that Uniqlo one i never bought like a non-iron shirt like ever again Mm -hmm. this is like 2014 early 2015 um and then i started like with spencer we would look and you know look through the racks because obviously it's hard to find 30 shirts and we were pretty used to at this point buying it from our like natty shirts or whatever. So. and the thing you could find were OCBDs, and it's kind of fun to find, okay, oh, this is a good one. Oh, shit, it's not iron, or oh, shit, it's, it's poly blend, or whatever, and we don't like that. Yeah. Um, or typically, you know, like the early ones from like Brooks, after like 60 years of wear or 50 years, it's like softer compared to like an LLB and poly blend from like the 90s. Yeah. It doesn't feel as great. Um, I, I
0: also, you you did try to get um, Natty to make you some 1930s style. Yes ocbds yeah. like you like you talk to mark chevalier who we mentioned before is like in you know amateur
1: like historian
0: he's, he's, yeah. yeah he's like an amateur menswear historian not saying amateur isn't he does, he's very knowledgeable yeah he, he it's not it his especially. full-time job yeah it's, that's not it yeah but he's um but yeah you talked to him and got like okay this is what a 30s brooks shirt like this is how far away the buttons were this is like you know you got all the details and how yeah, did they turn the- up
1: well, okay. So the first thing is, I don't even know if they listen to me because, like, I I don't have <laughs> I've never tried their button down collar beforehand. I don't know if they, you know, there's nothing to compare it to. And, and this website, as we talked to Natty Shirts, is a really shitty website. It doesn't really show you like the options because um, it's like a like a graphic or something. But it mm-hmm. looked pretty good. I think I included some pictures in there. It it rolls pretty well. It just it doesn't. I mean. It's one of those things, and we'll talk about it in a second, but, like, my preferences for a collar are different. Like, I think, again, though, that early one, it's fatter. There's not, like, a spear point-ish curve to it that you see in some mm-hmm. of them that we've that I've included. Um, but based on that, it was good. Um, really beefy. The fabric, I think I got some really heavy oxford. and I just didn't wear it enough for it to break in. And uh the collar shrank like crazy oh, uh maybe no. because it's maybe yeah, but maybe it's like it wasn't it was wasn't a pre-shrunk fabric and i asked for it unlined obviously so it shrinks up uh because the mm-hmm. because f- fusing is that's kind of why okay that's the answer fusing sometimes can prevent it from from shrinking i think i think that's the case um i say that because i just know that these collars shrank in the neck <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah uh, that's that's the basis of that hypothesis um but yeah, I, I think I think Jay has it because Jay has a smaller neck size than mine or or maybe I just I just donated them to like Goodwill or something. Um, but yeah, they were my first first ones there. And I haven't tried to recreate it ever since because as I wrote in the article, if I'm going to spend money, I'm going to get a fucking spear point collar because that's something you can't mm-hmm. get anywhere else. That's something I get at Ascot Chang now and they've gotten it right. And um ocbds because they're like the everyman thing i feel like it's kind of cool to like thrift them or find it on ebay um for like you know between 30 to 60 dollars depending on the like condition of it or whatever and you know
0: and we've we kind of got into this i I think in the custom menswear episode but uh ocbds you kind of want to fit like wide and roomy and honestly then there's not really much point in getting them Made to measure, unless you're just like have a really fat neck and really short arms. Yeah, I mean it's also um, like
1: you gotta really want like that particular collar, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll get into that in a second. But but yeah, I have um, I have Kamakura. I, had, I tried two of them. I had the Kamakura button down collar, which wasn't a non iron, but it was a fused collar. MJ has yeah. that now. Uh, then I got when I was in Japan, I got the sport version, not the Ivy, not the vintage Ivy one, because those are like the ready to wear alpha sized it style uh shirts that have a smaller collar and they don't really roll like they don't work with a tie and i'll get into that in a second um but then i got like the sport version which is probably like their best one um and mm-hmm. i love it it's my main it's my only ocbd with a university stripe or or actually it's my only shirt in general that has a university stripe it's not my only blue stripe but it's my only university stripe shirt and i, I like that but the rest of mine are all like vintage like brooks Maker stuff Um, early 2000s brooks are like still still i don't know if they're made in america i think some are made in like malaysia but they are definitely the all cotton um not non-iron and they're not all yeah. oxford some of them are poplin, some of them are end on end i don't mind it i think that's one reason why we called it at the beginning of the episode like it doesn't have to be oxford cloth because sometimes you just find it sometimes you buy stuff just because the pattern is cool like like we're not gonna say oh the madras button down it's not oxford like no that doesn't matter you want the madras shirt too right you know Yeah, you want a plaid oxford even yeah. though it's not oxford yeah i don't even know if they make plaid oxford do they? I mean, maybe they do, but they probably do. I'm sure someone does, but, yeah. but uh, Madras is probably like the most common one that you would think of for like a plaid uh, or, or a poplin, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, I have, I have those ones. Um, and, yeah, I haven't really bought any, like, Big Maker. I know that there's a lot of other ones out there, like, Hundred Hands is a bespoke one. Mm-hmm. Ascot Chang makes a couple variations for Bryson's that you get from them or from Ascot Chang, uh, from from the Armory. Um, and now, I mean, there's all the,
0: like, the, like, really ivy places. The like, revival uh, ones, like, yeah, like Jake's. J- Jake's, or even, the, like, the old school ones, like, uh, Mercer and Sons, O'Connell's, yeah, yeah. whatever
1: yeah 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 you know and then I think J press is like reviving there or maybe they've ne- maybe mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying reviving but maybe they've never been gone but like the button flap uh, pop yeah. in Oxfords and so they're like they're always around so I never feel the need to make it you know and uh, again I'll get into it after this um, but I'm very not I'm picky about it but because I don't want to spend the money on it and it's one of those <laughs> things where it involves a lot more about my style. Um, yeah but we'll get into it so how do you how did you wear your oxford cloth and your button-down collars how do, how do you do it
0: i mean i you, you don't like wearing yours without ties and i don't well i don't wear ties much anymore period but i have always worn mine uh just as shirts um and we've talked about before they are kind of they always kind of have like academic vibes Um, you know, I'm a journalism student, most journalists that I've worked with, like the OCBD is kind of like a uniform, like OCBD and slacks. Um, so I kind of like, I kind of like doing that, but you know, the cooler version or the like mid-century version. Um, so yeah, I mean like, you know, I just, I wear them how I wear like any other shirt. Um, and yeah, I, I, tip, I tip. Yeah, that's, that's how I do it when I want something to be a little bit less rugged I will opt uh, for an OCBD instead well, of like a chambray shirt. Okay, yeah, I was
1: gonna say what like what are the alternatives for your style? You know, like 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 when you're when you're making mm-hmm. it, like, do you, what do you think of like you're gonna make this dressier, but you don't really have to, or maybe not dressier, I don't know, but like you don't have to uh, like the idea of wearing a spearpoint collar instead doesn't cross your mind as much
0: anymore. I mean, it does because it's like I still you know I have all my spear points that I like quote unquote like rediscovered like started wearing again. <laughs> um, but they are like, they are, uh, just different vibes. Like the spear point always seems more old school. Um, and you know, that's because it is, it's a specifically 1930s style. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, I, I could, I could wear them interchangeably. It's sometimes just a case of like, I try one on and I'm like, oh, this looks good.
1: Yeah. Well, see, okay. So the way I, I, I know you wear it with like, yeah, you do it with like slacks, you do it with trousers, you know, I think mm-hmm. most men's wear events lately. You have been wearing that more than the Spirit Point collar. because um, yeah. you have like the you have the Drake's ones, you right? You have Drake's
0: Yeah, I got I have the I have a chambray shirt from Drake's, which is great, and then I have a uh, kinda like wine Oxford, which I really like. I really like that colour. Unfortunately I haven't worn it um enough so it's not like all broken and then soft. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a really I think it's a really cool color and one that you don't see as much
1: yeah 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 i think the kind it's, of like uh,
0: dusty wine red yeah
1: yeah i uh i put a picture it's you wearing it with like a navy blazer and like a paisley tie mm-hmm. i think that's really really cool um but yeah i don't i don't own any drake's ones i think uh it's just it's just expensive i don't i don't need yeah. one i mean and spencer got them on sale um that's kind of how and, and the reason why so i i get mine a lot of mine are brooks is because occasionally i just look up brooks 15.5 cotton and then i just like see what's on there um and unfortunately, a lot of like the OCBDs are like the the Madison fits or like, the slim fits. And the ones that aren't are usually older and they're poplin, maybe because people mm-hmm. buy up the uh, Oxford, the classic Oxford ones all the time. And so I um, yeah, I just I a couple of my stuff is are, um poplin. Um, but the way I wear it, uh, I do wear it interchangeably with Fairpoint collars. But it the, the difference, like Spencer said, is because I wear it with a tie. And so it's a little bit of like, Mm -hmm. okay, how do I want to frame my tie today? Is it going to be with a collar bar, you know, the spear point collar, or is it going to be with the OCBD? Because they both, you know, to me, um, and I say this in the article, the reason why I don't like say Oxford collar, but that is because it's just like, and I don't think about like the classic stuff. Oh, does it have like the gussets or whatever? No, it's all the collar. That's what you see. And that's what you Mm -hmm. see frames a tie and and what makes it Ivy, like a spear point collar to a regular person, a regular menswear guy won't trigger as ivy even though it could be 30s ivy uh what makes it ivy just off the bat if you just look at a guy's torso it's the fucking button-down collar with the tie um and so that's kind of my basis for it i think about okay how do i want to wear this you know usually obviously i like to wear my ocbds or button-down collars with like rep ties um or geometrics but not as crazy as like the 30s because i feel like that's a little bit too anachronistic or kind of weird um for doing that, um, but yeah, most of my stuff is is worn with tailoring. Uh, I just, I when I wear it just by itself, I feel like I am like a Michael Bluth, like uh, like really bad, like you know, yeah. Um, unbuttoned you know shirt you know maybe a visible undershirt kind of peeking out with like khakis i'm like i don't i don't know what that is i don't like that you know even like even if i like oh yeah i'm gonna do it with like jeans and loafers it still feels too dad to me maybe it's because i'm like shorter and my shirts are really like like you know for 15 and a half inch neck like the shirt's like 44 inches it's it's huge Mm -hmm. you know and that look doesn't look as good i do love the um, you know, maybe uh, I I I wrote a thing later on in the in the notes or outline. like iconic OCBDs, and it's like, um, the North by Northwest finale outfit, where it's like a really baggy yeah. OCBD with like really high waisted trousers. I love that it's look. Supposed
0: to contrast how like slick he looks in the beginning with his very like Madison Avenue. Yeah, gray and, like suit. this like
1: thing that the like the CIA guy just gives him because like here we got some clothes for you. Yeah. I do like that. But it's one of those things where like, yeah, I, I start putting on this like my, my you know, side tab, um, pleated trousers, O C B D and I'm like, you know what? I wanna wear a sport coat, I wanna wear a tie with this, you know, and it just it just it doesn't it doesn't start out that way. I mean, there are times I hung out with Spencer where I take off my sport coat and a tie and I do that look, but it's not the look I had intentionally went for, you know. Yeah, it's um, just
0: it's circumstantial.
1: Exactly, which is true. tour, t- or true slouch, if you want to call it that. Um, and there was a there was a time when I, I did wear it with Milsirp a lot. Like you know, when I first got my my uh my um jungle jacket, I did do like oh yeah knit wear. Jeans, O C B D, and then like the jungle jacket with like a bucket hat. I don't do that as much mm. now because I've like as again, like I said, quarantine has made me like really want to get dressed up again. Um But yeah, I did do that kind of like, you know, Ivy dad, rugged ivy look. It's just not something I that really lasted in my uh personal style. Uh I do love wearing it with shorts, so that is one of the few times I do yeah. wear it uh without That's a tie. Like- yeah, like the kind and untucked with like short shorts with like socks and loafers
0: our our uh instagram uh well instagram uh oxford cloth button down the the person not the shirt yeah he does this look a lot and it's really great
1: yeah he also does uses like uh ocbds like overshirts over other ocbds Mm -hmm. and it's very prep uh steve bannon kind of a stuff yeah um But yeah, you know, you see, you know, uh, I think one reason why maybe I'm like slowly getting back into it and why Spencer probably has a lot of inspirations because a lot of our friends and mutuals on there, you know, they they do think of it as an everyday shirt. They wear it with with, like cut off fatigue shorts, you know, they wear it Mm -hmm. with, you know, you see like. Dick Carroll wearing it with like a three-piece cad suit, a cad suit. Uh, you see like Mark Cho wearing it with like a bespoke Levarano suit. You know, there's a lot of yeah. this stuff that they kind of play into it and how it really is. I mean, even even in our Discord, guys wear it a variety of different ways. Like Shane wears his untucked with shorts. Really cool. You know, um it really is like it's the menswear i mean it's not just a menswear version like you know yeah mall guys wear it and menswear guys wear it with everything
0: guys love wearing the oxford shirt it's a winning shirt i mean you know what it's like what what else could you want from a shirt it's like comfortable and it has a pocket (laughs) that's basically all you need
1: yeah i mean not not the original ones
0: (laughs) not the original ones but they do now i like yeah i it's funny what like when I was more of a stickler and I, I wanted to do a 30 style OCBT, I'm like, I'm gonna get it pullover. I'm not gonna get a pocket. Uh, now yeah, I'm like, no, give shirts. me the pocket. I might still do it pullover. I kind of like, I like baggy pullover shirts. I think I, cool, I, I don't know. I, I definitely think, want a pocket.
1: I think I have like a prominent, like, like chesty kind of a thing because I work out so much. Um, but yeah. I think popovers. I just need like it's just too restrict. Like you know, I mean, it's fine. I mm. have, I have 30s pullover work shirts that I have that I wear. But I don't know. I just, I like the being able to like unbutton it to kind of have it be like loose around my chest yeah. and everything. Um, but yeah, you know, I think what's, what's cool about, about having everyone be into it is that it it's made a couple of variations. Like so I mentioned like Mercer and Sons or, or Drake's or whatever. Um, but when you really look at it, like the real test is like what kind of cotton they use for it. Because mm-hmm. I think now with like technology, you can have a really fine Oxford, Oxford cotton, and those like contribute to kind of the more satiny, shiny, more elegant ones that you see, like Anglo-Italian style yeah. or, or or like the armory ones that, that they wear. Contrast that with like, you know, the vintage books that you can see the visual half the wrinkles in like, a, a you know, in a uh, in a more vintage style one, like like Jake's or whatever, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. And that's kind of uh, at this point because. Maybe the spread collar is going out of fashion or the point collar, you know, like where people are dressing up less. They still want to wear a tie, but Oxford, like we said, allows you yeah. to look, look good. It uh, looks, look, look, look uh, quote, formal without being formal. Um, and so, obviously- I mean, you know,
0: it makes sense as like, I, I I don't want to say it's been gaining popularity right now because that seems uh, silly. It's been popular for so long, yeah. but you know, it is, it is a good shirt for like, you know, 2021. Cause as we, Kind of talked about in the bonus episode or when looking at some of the, the lookbooks, the the direction that a lot of places seem to be going now is like, OK, it's still like menswear, but it's comfortable enough that you could wear it at home by yourself. And it's not weird. Yeah. And the OCBD is a very, very good shirt for that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, when it comes to that, it's like, which one do you want? The the cloth, again, play, plays a big deal into it. Um, But the collar, let's talk about that because. Yeah. At um, the, the most important part. The most important part. is what makes it the fucking button-down collar shirt, you know? Because mm-hmm. like I, I mean, said before, when you take off the buttons it's in, in certain vintage ones or like even like Drake's ones, they look like spear points. They look like point collars or like like a very subtle curved point collar um, just with buttons, you know? And, and, and yeah. I remember it the first time. I think Bruce Boyer wrote about it. I don't know where it was. It was just like 2014, 2013. Um, it was like, oh, Drake starts doing the buttonless button down collar shirt and that was before they started like and you could see it i don't think it was like in any marketing because i saw it when i went to london in like 2018 or 2017 um but then it became like oh the like the the long point collar and now i think there's a little too much spread in it that's a little bit different now than before but um but yeah 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 so you have to look at it you know the collar is super important um it's one of those things that i found like yeah you got to see it with a tie. You got to see it on a person. You got to see it unbuttoned. You got to see it on the packaging because you can't really tell, right? You can't, you gotta, you gotta like put it on, you know, to kind of figure it out because like when you have it unbuttoned and opened, they all kind of look the same. (laughs) They all kind of like, you know, it's, they're all going to roll probably because if it's, if it's not like the J crew secret wash shirt with like an inch and a half collar, like if it's, if it's anything at like three inches to four inches, it's gonna roll because that's still a lot of collar, you know. But it's when you button it that's when you see, okay, how far are the buttons uh, across, you know? If there mm-hmm. a lot of menswear guys today, or maybe brands have it really spread out, and it makes like this kind of really exaggerated, really wide bell shape or like yes, yeah. like a very think, angled S kind of curve.
0: I mean, they're like yeah, trying to get that like very distinct shape, but then I also think it's like okay, well, we wanna um and we've talked about why we like this with spear points we want to like kind of meet like the edges of the jacket so they spurt they put the they put the buttons right where the edges of the jacket should be or the edges of the lapel. It's
1: fucking weird because I, I, that makes the collar spread out, but it, like with spear points, it goes inward. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Because the thing is, spear points they're just like longer, and so they don't have to be as spread out as. Far.
1: Yeah, they, they'll meet the lapel <laughs> lower on the thing, right? As opposed uh-huh. to the OCBD. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think Henrik uh, H. Wilberg put this in our Discord, where like, uh, and I, I was kind of coming to it as a conclusion, but yeah, as guys start buying, you know, or, or getting from like, oh yeah, spread collar shirts oh, no, I don't want to do spread because it's too fancy. You just take that idea of the spread-collar shirt and you do it OCBD style. Because, man, I tell you, the Anglo-Italian shirt is just so spread. It is It is almost comical about how wide it is. And I do think it, it depends. I mean, it... it it really shows in the in the tie choice that you have because again modern ties, even if they're not 70s wide, the knot that they have because of the inner lining um, is going to be a lot wider than any vintage yeah. tie that Spencer and I have. And I guess it's true. I mean, I'm sure the the makers know that too, which is why there's a little bit you know, the spread there's is there. There's
0: more to- tie space. It lets the tie fill it out a little bit more. Yeah. Or it doesn't but, constrict the tie. But and that's and- that's always what bugged me really quick. That's what bugged me so much about like when I would see mannequins with ties at J crew is because those ties are so fucking tiny and all our, or sorry, those collars are so tiny and all our ties are so, so thick like, and the people who designed the mannequin would always give them like half Windsor's or whatever. It just was like fucking eating up that collar. I'm like, no one can think this looks good. Like, yeah. no one thinks well, this looks what good. What I right? don't
1: like is when like the tie knot gets too close to like the button part. Like the lengthwise, yeah. that's it's very subtle. And again, it depends on how much you know. Because if you if you tie your tie closer to the shorter shorter blade, of course, knot's gonna be smaller because that's the less thick part of the tie, and then you just tuck in the rest. But not again. Not every menswear guy does that. So the result mm. is the tie starts to get too like the knot area where the triangle meets the body of the tie it starts to get too close to the button and that just looks off to me like when you look at like the classic images like there is still like the like the knotting point is still a ways above the like the the collar points and that is something so important to me and why i if i go like if i go to you know drakes or whatever i have to bring like a vintage tie or my made to order tie with me because i need to make sure because i know spencer does it and i think it's fine but the, like on me i need to see it. and i don't have i've have, i've have, uh, unfortunately the bloke always sold out of my size in 15 and a half mm. so i could never see to make sure that the tie knot you know was at the right area um and that's why again looking at anglo-italian of course yeah uh, they needed to be spread out and wide, but then it's because the tie knots are just that much bigger um and you do see like guys like like Dick Carroll wearing vintage brooks that illustrate uh the for me what the right amount of like collar yeah. space and length everything that kind of goes all together because I think at the end of the day, I actually don't want like something super spread I don't need it to be super um super bell-shaped either i want like a very subtle curve and even now some of my ocbds don't curve that much or they don't roll that much it also changes like based on the tie i'm wearing or maybe how i when i button it down how like my fingers roll on it you know i think there's yeah i was gonna say you can
0: just like some collars, you can just press on them and they like adopt a completely different shape
1: yeah exactly so there's it's it's really it's, it's a fun shirt like if you think of it that way right like there's a lot of like customizability with it um and so and speaking yeah, speaking of fun
0: shirts, do we want to yeah. start getting into the different patterns
1: and cloth? Yeah, let's uh, Well, we did talk yeah, about yeah. the cloth already. Um but I mean, like we said uh, really quickly, um because the collar is what's so iconic, they just put this shirt on. They put the collar on everything, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, that's why it works for like I mean, the Drake's made the chambray one so popular. Um but you see it, like, you know, wool shirts. I mean, Anglo-Italian has, like, flannel shirts, you know. you see it on polo shirts? I didn't we, I didn't really talk about mm-hmm. that in the essay because I don't really Yeah, like...
0: like Spear and McKay. Spear and McKay makes a, a, a polo shirt with a button-down collar that has a really nice roll. Um, I don't know if they still make it because I remember first seeing it in, like, 2017 or 2018. Right. And it, it was only, like, $40. Maybe I should have picked one up. But um, I think it's at the time, spread. I was really impressed.
1: Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know that. Um, I mean, that's like, one that you're not going to be wearing with a tie. Well, you've lost me. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. yeah. one thing I have to, for me, it's got it's got it's, like, it's not that I don't wear mine without ties, It's more that like I have to have the option of doing both because, like I said, it's mm. incidental when I just take you would it off, wear you Would know? you
0: wear a tie with the polo shirt, the button down polo shirt?
1: Yeah, <laughs> no. OK, I mean, I, well, there you I, go. Then I I this is off topic, but I did. There was one time where um, for one of my church stuff, I had to wear it like the camp counselor p- polo and i was like in super in the hashtag venture at the time I'm like you know what? i'm gonna wear this with a, with a, with a suit and so uh <laughs> everyone is there wearing like this pk with like the branded like camp or whatever like like on the chest and then there's me wearing it like yeah. underneath the suit with like a like some fucking <laughs> shitty ass tie because i and I want to oh, be God. cool and contrarian um but, uh, but yeah there's a lot of different pa- fabrics on it i think again it just depends on what you like because that's when pattern comes into it like like we said earlier i think madras or, or plaid button down collar shirts are really cool and you typically see them uh in madras uh, you also mm-hmm. see them in poplin which is what i have i have like a really cool like dark blue check one that i've worn a couple times i have like i i just got a couple weeks ago a like red like red and yellow plaid one that i really like yeah. um and that's in poplin um
0: oh wait of, of of course i don't i've i have three drake's shirts i have the chambray one i have the ox red wine the dusty wine oxford and then i do have one of their Madras, which is like a blue and yellow that's a good one um, yeah Madras. yeah i kind of i really like their like y- more like bright ones like the yellow or orange bases that they make yeah um spear McKay, they make some they make some good ones i might pick up one of their madrases uh, this try. year this summer Gift of, yeah, the mad- mad dry. gift of the mad <laughs> gift of the mad gift of the
1: mad um but well yeah one thing i i've noticed about um ocbd is that I, I all of mine have different patterns in my spear points so that's also kind of applies to how i wear it because again like i said my university stripes are often in OCBDs. i have it in blue i have it in red i used to have like a purple one um and then like i have like in those checks i have it like and a lot of like my dark base so i have a really great a 60s green ocbd that i got in new york really great i do wear that one without mm-hmm. a tie because it's kind of a fun like artist you know baggy shirt you know it's really wrinkly um but uh but yeah i th- I think there's something about the button-down collar that kind of equalizes it which is why it's fun to see it in like the paisleys you see it in the batiks you see yeah. it in, like the uh a Ren spooner doesn't like the reverse aloha print where like the, the faded parts on the outside and not you know you know um you will see in the fun stripes, uh like where, whether it's like you know the poplin um, you know, bengal mm-hmm. stripes that are like different pieces on the body, you see in like fun ginghams,
0: fun solids. But yeah, you uh, see yeah. that, you know. I yeah, I have the striped one and I really like the striped one. Um I don't think I would get a solid one just because I don't really like the colors that you typically see on the solid ones. I'm not as much into the pastels. Yeah. But the one that I have is like the really like vibrant, like, uh, uh Bengal stripes, which I like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's one I think like wooden sleepers finds a couple of every once in a while and yeah. it sells out. Um, but yeah, I mean, solids are also really good here. I actually, I, I prefer a solid in an OCBD than I would in like a spear point collar uh, other than like mm-hmm. white or blue. But like, yeah, you know, I think-
0: especially if you get into really nice Oxford, because yeah. I mean, yeah, that the texture is going to speak for itself. Yeah,
1: I, I think obviously, like we said, like um, I have no issues with poplin or Madras, but I think obviously Oxford is like the ultimate shirt you know i mean i have it like i wrote in the article i have it in my in my spearpoint collars because i just love the fabric so much because of how it breaks in and i mm-hmm. i don't think anyone's ever going to be like oh you're wearing the casual fabric and not broadcloth you should go home and change you know um but i think that that aspect of like the wrinkliness the heft that you get the 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 age that it has lends itself to be used like you know if you want to get like in a dark blue which i think you do you have it in a dark blue from kamikora yeah
0: i have i have a kamikora one in navy with white buttons which is another great casual shirt
1: yeah that's really cool i mean that's why it's good that's like chambrays it looks good in pink uh and like again like like my dark green ocbd and of course the really classic one the yellow or ecru ones um Mm -hmm. i think those are are really good good for like 70s vibes um they kind of equalize out a suit a little bit they're not as intense as white but they're not like soft like blue they're just a yellow you know it's a
0: very it's a very friendly shirt
1: friendly i'm a friendly shirt. Yeah, camp
0: camp friendly pines camp
1: yeah. camp oh, these pines are camp friendly
0: these pines are camp friendly
1: <laughs> yeah um but yeah i mean like we said if we think about the brands we get it right i don't have a lot of experience with it I, again i just buy vintage brooks or i try and find makers i think makers i think it's like the 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 good the good point where it's really nice uh on that note i do have an end-on-end one that i think was my first ever button-down collar blue stripe um that wasn't the natty shirt i actually didn't get one from natty shirts but like yeah button-down collar blue mm-hmm. stripe but it's like a dobby stripe it's like, it's, like one of like really thick like white and, like multi-stripe kind of a things i love that as like a spring summer shirt i've worn that a lot with like knit ties because it's a little too wild to wear with like um with like uh geometrics and everything but i think that's kind of a a fun one um end on end i think is Mm -hmm. like so if you don't want to do poplin and you think oxford's a little too casual i think end on end is pretty good um and then of course it still gets you that kind of yeah yeah yeah
0: like end on end end on end and chambray still kind of give you like an interesting texture something that's not so flat but obviously it's not going to be you know as textured or as as quote-unquote scratchy as an oxford
1: yeah i think i think the formality for me for me it goes and we'll get into this now but like like um like poplin number one then you go down to end on end then you do Mm. oxford then you do chambray i think that's kind of like and that's kind of like that that spectrum of, of where you want to end up at um in terms of in terms of formality because again i uh, as we talk about this I, I i i have a hard time believing that 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 old idea of oh yeah the ocbd is, is a casual shirt you can't wear that with a tie and with a suit is so outdated especially when it's inaccurate mm-hmm. when you see like brooks uh, you see brooks um articles and 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 um not articles uh uh advertisements and illustrations and and whatever of guys wearing even three-piece suits with ocbds and ties yeah it's like a, it must be like a modern convention or something that these old guys do well that- it's
0: funny because like i always heard that like at vintage events like vintage guys would say it's like oh i hate ocbds i hate you know ocbds with ties or whatever probably because they associate it with 60s which i don't know if that's still the case i feel like a, a lot of vintage people may are maybe embracing the 60s by now but back then, they all hated anything, like, post, like, 1955.
1: Yeah. And it's also because I think maybe they thought that the collars are too small now. But, I mean, like we said, mm-hmm. the, what's his name? The Fred Astaire would wear it, you know? Yeah. Um, but honestly, I mean, this shirt's really great. I, I think we've included a lot of inspiration there. But what I think is really classic is, like, the plain suit, a, a white OCBD, and, like, the black knit tie or something. I think that, that's mm-hmm. so cool. Uh, or even even with a navy jacket and gray flannels as a version of that—that's really great. I have done it a couple of times. You know, I, I don't really repeat outfits, but that's one that I kind of do air on every once in a while. Um, but yeah, that really does kind of go with everything. You know, I mean, obviously none of you guys have to get the spearpoint collar shirt. Uh, but what you guys can do is get the OCBD, yeah. and the button-down collar, and
0: the OCBD is like so much easier to get because the spear point, you know, the to get a true spear point that we've talked about that we really like, you either have to get vintage or you have to get uh, like made-to-measure, custom-made because like no one yeah. is really just making that style. Yeah. Uh, the OCBD, as we've said, there's like so many variations, um, and we've you know we've said what we like, but um, I think I think. We both like variety in menswear, I think. Even if it's not what we would personally wear. If you do like the Anglo-Italian super spread oxford then yeah go ahead that's that's i'm glad that there are people making different styles see I'm what i don't like is one you style can't, of shirt
1: you can't wear the uh, you can't wear the uh the Anglo italian one with a bow tie spread collar shirts with bow ties look <laughs> shitty as hell and I, I know that that this means nothing to anybody but i still wear bow ties like like once a month and i think they're fun and i yeah. it doesn't work i mean maybe that's why they don't want you to wear with a bow tie um
0: mm-hmm. I, I will say though not a fan of uh short uh, button down collars if i could if i if if i had to get rid of one style of button down collar the really short mall brand one might be it
1: <laughs> yeah i mean hey even the 30s ones dude get get the fuck out of here i i i yeah. was
0: actually i was at western
1: gifts um but by our friend garrett miller really great vintage store if you guys are in la go check it out um but he had a safari style shirt from like the 30s or 40s pop over style with epaulettes mm. button short button down collar Ooh, The weird, that's interesting. the weird thing though is that obviously the previous owner had replaced the buttons. The buttons were fucking huge. It was like it was like probably like a seventies yeah. button or something. But it's so disgusting. I
0: mean, it's it's funny. Like you know, we 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 obviously talked a lot about the spear point how that was popular in the thirties. But there was also a big trend for like short collars in the thirties. Like yeah, uh, you see that a lot. Like very short, early very to mid thirties collars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you
1: see that in the, in the in the images and everything. Um. But uh really quick before we close out here um let's talk about that pocket. Let's talk about the other details. Oh, absolutely. On here. So yeah. obviously uh, the, the 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 pocket is not the original because as we said there are pictures of people wearing it without pockets, you know, and and uh, people didn't really use breast pockets as much because it was a work fabric that was a work detail. Well, um, then,
0: then also, like in the early 20th century, most people, a lot of people, were still wearing uh, vests. So you know, you would have your vest pocket or your coat pocket or something. You didn't necessarily need a shirt pocket.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, but but the thing, the effect that Ivy that I had for me is like, man, I love not just my breast pocket, but when it's a button flap pleated pocket. I think that is mm. so good. <laughs>
0: That's yeah that's really cool flap um, uh, button pockets on OCBDs I think are really cool. It's again one of those things that I'm always con- kind of conflicted with cuz I like flap pockets but I also like having a pocket open where I could just stick stuff in there. You can just have um, it I don't you just... I the flap gets in the way sometimes, okay. you know, even right. if it's tucked in. But um, yeah, it's one of those things where I think if I were if I were spending like real money on a shirt or, you know, if I were getting it made that's tough actually if i were getting it made i'd probably do a flat pocket (laughs) just because it's harder to get (laughs) yeah exactly i mean yeah
1: the j press ones are there but as you saw in some of my images uh, the j press collar kind of sucks i don't know if it's just the way the guy tied his tie it just looks so shitty you know Mm. sorry sorry jacob press (laughs) sorry richard press richard that's his name there you go yeah um But, but yeah, no, I mean, I like the pocket. I think it's kind of a cool, I I don't, I use it a little bit, you know, I put like a, my phone in there a couple of times. I used to, I used to bring pen Well, when I would go out more, I would bring a pen and pad with me um, in case I like had to jot something down um, or, you know, take some pictures and try to write down something about it um mm-hmm. but yeah i like i like that detail um i know drake's has that which is cool for them on certain shirts Um uh, i my spirit point collars i know this is not a ocbd but i've translated that onto my spirit point collars because i like that detail um there's also that detail of the, of the back collar button which is weird
0: oh yeah um i don't <laughs> i i remember when we went to new york and we're talking to the drake's guys like they were all mentioned it's like yeah i cut those off like i hate them. Um, <laughs> Which, like, if you're going to be wearing them with a tie a lot, then yeah, like, it makes sense. They are kind of annoying. So you you either, um, you could either cut it off or just leave it unbuttoned if you don't want to bother it. Um, yeah. I wear mine without ties enough that it doesn't really bother me as much. Uh, I, I guess sometimes if I'm wearing it with a tie, I'll just, like, yeah, just not bother with it. Just not bother with the back button. I do like yeah. the locker loop, however. I don't know why. I never actually, like, used it for anything. I just think it looks cool. I like the That's locker right.
1: loop. Yeah, the locker loop on the back of the, uh, back of the neck, right, right at the top of mm-hmm. the box pleat in the back, which is what kind of gives it. Box pleat is plate. another nice detail, yeah. yeah. I uh, I haven't put that on my bespoke shirts, but I like it on a no CBD. Um, mm. But, yeah, the, uh, the locker loop is an interesting detail. I don't know if I actually need it, but the back collar button... I wear ties all the time. I can't stand that shit, dude. I, I, I never use it. Like I just always, yeah. have it. I always have it undone. Um, and I, oh yeah, I do have some sixties, um, 60, 70s OCBDs, vintage ones, full Oxford that are not Brooks brothers that I love. I think I finished off my essay with pictures of the best one, which is this like white and like very faint red multi stripe. And it's, but it's, it, those stripes are spaced out enough. So it doesn't look like a red shirt, I love mm. that shirt so much. I wore I wear it all the time. It is so soft. It is I, I don't want it to die. Um and speaking of that, I think Oxford cloth shirts are cool with some wear, not just with wrinkles, but when you do repairs yeah. on it, when you get the collar. I need to
0: I need to repair my red one and my yellow one because both of those collars, they are frayed and you know, that's cool, but I also don't want to just like lose fucking all the fabric on the collars. Yeah. So, I haven't I haven't been wearing those as much um because i need i need to i need to go to a tailor or something yeah uh, and to flip like the collar get those well yeah, either flip the collar or get them patched up but i'd want to find someone who can make it look cool
1: well that's one thing about the O C B D right like because it's the same on both ends you don't have like the uh the collar stay um mm-hmm. uh slit i guess gash <laughs> um <laughs> the gash. but uh but yeah you do are able to kind of flip it and save it for a little bit longer um you know. Mm. Uh, of course you can patch it. I mean I've had that, that red stripe that I talked that I just talked about, I got the um the elbows blew out. Um and I got it replaced with blue oxford. I, I tried to find chambray at work, but of course, um well my previous job we, we cut out fabric when things are sold out and I just I picked some blue oxford cloth and I put that on there, which is really cool. And it makes the shirt even cooler because it's like my mm-hmm. I'm making this last, you know? It's like uh yeah. it's like a car that you keep adding stuff to because you don't want it to go. Yeah, away.
0: men mend and make do or make do and mend, whatever the the old yeah. adage is.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I mean, I just, I just love, I love this shirt. Obviously, I don't love it as much as my spearpoint collar. Um, I, 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 I don't know if the spearpoint collar was available in the way I wanted it. I don't know if it would be fifty-fifty. You know, it's it's one of those things where when you wear it it not only does it go with everything, but it just be, it looks old school. And I think a lot of other guys like that too. Like I you know, as we talk about like the rise of archival fashion. And we're gonna have a podcast episode on the future of menswear. I know that's coming out. We unfortunately mm-hmm. lost the audio. I did appeal it to Twitch, probably never gonna hear anything back about it. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, the rise the popularity of it, you know, obviously you're not gonna see it like J. Crew in the beefy way. But like, you know, when you see it like Rowing Blazers or or Noah or whatever, I think that the love that this shirt has is kind of kind of uh, proof that the classics really don't go anywhere. And mm-hmm. um, there's just a, that appeal where looking like mid century that you can kind of pass off, you can wear it with anything. You can wear it with like fucking dickies and, and like sneakers. You can wear it with like loafers and jeans. You know, there's you can wear it with your bespoke suit. Doesn't matter if it's Liverano or Cade. You know, these, there's so much variety in how this shirt is worn yeah uh, as opposed to like a regular spread collar, which is again fading out you know um it's just yeah it's just a really cool shirt and you don't have to have it in oxford you can have it in whatever the fuck you want you know
0: exactly have fun with it
1: yeah and you could get the fun shirt made of multiple different fabrics
0: exactly and you know we talked about like oh the levels of formality with all the different cloths or details but Again, you know, rules are meant to be broken. Um even if you have a denim or chambray uh OCBD and you want to wear it with a full suit, go ahead, like, you know. I that's it's cool.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um well, anyway, guys, uh thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh we really appreciate you guys. If you guys want to read my thought, my personal thoughts that are not included in this one-hour episode, you can go to a little bit of com. You can read my blog. And, um, you can, uh, see my thoughts there as well as the pictures of the stuff that Spencer and I talked about, um, from, um, you know, all of the ones that we liked. Um, yeah, it's on there. Uh, and if you guys want to support us, um, what, what can you, uh, what can you do?
0: Well, there's, there's a couple things you can do. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash style and direction and become a patron uh, $5 gets you access to our discord, uh, where we love to hang out. There's a lot of good discussion. I haven't been on there this morning, uh, but I'm sure if I open it up, fucking like there's a new message in all the channels because that's how it is every day. It's very active. And as we talked about last night on stream, a uh, big bonus is the marketplace. We are just giving away clothes, folks. That's right. Maybe not giving them away, but selling where people are getting deals on, on clothes that's in our right, discord. That's right. Uh, Almost all of us have gotten something from someone else. Like I've gotten, I got something uh, from Kyoshi where I just paid shipping. Uh, I know he's done that a couple times. A lot of other people are getting good deals. So it's worth it just for that. Of course, uh, if you pay a little bit extra $10, you get all that. Plus we say your name or Ethan says your name unless you specify otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah. So let me, let me say thank you to our, our sad uh, cast fanatics so you've got thank you to Audrey Jessica, Austin Mullat, uh, Jeremy Ostriker, Philip Gregard, and Shane Curry. Um thank you uh for being our top tier patrons of our Patreon. And if you again like Spencer said, if you want to join us, um you can uh you can give the ten dollars. Uh, but yeah. you know say hey that's too expensive. I know what you can do. You can go to Apple Podcasts give us five stars uh, follow us on it and, uh, and leave a review mm-hmm. that would really help us out. You know, we're, we're really, we're pumping these out for you guys. We're doing podcast stuff. We're doing streaming stuff. Um, yeah. but yeah, if you want to say
0: and Saturday, that's right. You, in case you haven't, uh, joined in yet. Yeah. And then youtube.com slash down
1: direction. If you want to see some of our, our special highlights, you can go to Twitch and see the whole thing if you want to, but the special stuff that we that we decide to keep is going to be going on our YouTube yeah. as well as other, um, episodes, um, of the podcast. Um, but yeah, we would really appreciate it if you guys supported us. Um and of course, if you're using a different platform, subscribe to us on all of those things. Follow the Instagram sound direction all spelled out. Um yeah uh big thank you to our yeah producer. follow us
0: on instagram um uh, yeah
1: i'm spencer dso i'm ethan m wong and big thank you to our producers who will never get on mic unless it's a bonus episode uh, yeah, you gotta pay extra for that yeah or, or you hear the uh the little preview that we include for you uh thank you to uh, producers mj and matt for helping us make this podcast big happen. help we love you guys we love you and we love we love the rest of you too we'll see you guys in the next yeah. one Bye-bye. Bye-bye.